WJR is proud to announce our annual Christmas on Us campaign. We'll recognize and honor those who've served our country and worked on the front lines to keep us safe. Nominate Michigan military, first responders, frontline workers, families that you know who are deserving, and we'll give them a gift of Christmas this year. For full details and to make your nomination, visit WJR.com, WJR.com. WJR's Christmas on Us brought to you by a lot of very good people. I hope you do business with them. Here's some of them. Shelving.com, Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning and Insulation, Window World, CNC Heating and Air Conditioning, and Ahe Jewelers. I uh, hope you can uh, join us, too, in a couple of uh, Fridays. We'll be broadcasting from Guernsey's, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We are blessed to have a fabulous police chief once again. James White is our police chief for Detroit, and he's here to talk about a story that's being talked about all around the country. Uh, and, uh, in fact, they came upon this before the Detroit Police Board of Commissioners voted to propose a city ordinance that would require police to release video footage of police shootings and other instances of deadly force. Now, Chief James White, you started doing that before they even asked you to do it, if I am not mistaken. Uh, Chief White, welcome back to the Paul W. Smith Show. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me. And uh, that's correct. Uh, something that we looked at doing actually uh, early part of the year, we wanted to look at best practices around the country. And uh, we arrived at uh, a model that we thought worked for us. And yes, that's in fact the case that we wanted to release before whatever ordinance. What has happened in the past is when law enforcement agencies, not us, not ours, but across the country, when they would release video, there's several things that happened. One, people thought it was edited and only showed the police in a good light. Or two, it didn't really show everything because it didn't show what led up to the action by the police. How do we get around that, Chief? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's why we were looking at best practices. You know, we looked at Chicago's model, looked at a couple other agencies, we looked at L.A.'s model, and L.A.'s best fit uh, what you're talking about in terms of just being transparent, but giving some context to the information. Uh, you know, just video with no context really didn't make a lot of sense. So with ours... And uh, L.A., as you see maps of the area, you see what brought the police to the location in the first place. Uh, we released the, the corresponding 911 call, uh, what the officers knew when they arrived, what they were hearing when they arrived, uh, everything from gunshots in the background, which is the case in this last incident, uh, and everything that led to their arrival and what they did once, once they arrived. You know, I have the, uh, the, the pleasure and honor of sitting next to uh, the chief at the 100 club dinners that's that wonderful organization uh, that takes care of first responders police firefighters etc if if god forbid they don't make it back home we try to take care of the family right away and the chief has expressed to me that he holds the department to the highest standards standards of service uh, the values of integrity professionalism uh, community uh, he has done that from the moment he has taken the job as police chief of Detroit. And what has happened in, in first of all, it's been a, it, every year it's been a tougher year to be a police officer, sadly. I, I'm not sure why. Uh, it just has. But you've added certain things like the body camera footage. The, there are plenty of cameras out there, so we get to see surveillance footage that helps us better understand what has taken place when the police have had a deadly encounter with someone. I'm going to ask you this. What is the rule for officers 
in terms of when they turn their body camera on? Another great question, Paul, and I didn't prompt you on these. Thank you for that. I was going to mention that. Um, so whenever we're engaged in an investigation uh, with a citizen, we are required uh, to return or to turn the uh, body camera on. There are also a number of triggers that turn it on automatically. When a vehicle hits a certain speed, uh, the camera automatically uh, comes on in the vehicle as well as the audio because that we've determined that, you know, there are oftentimes an officer has to react immediately, like in a chase and things like that, that there may not be time for them to manually turn the body camera on. There's also a trigger uh, with uh, switching the lights on. Uh, there's a trigger when someone's in your back seat. Uh, there's an internal camera and an audio trigger when someone sits in the back seat of a scout car. Uh, and then they're, uh, they're required to turn it on, uh, as I indicated, when they're engaged in a citizen investigation. All right. Um is there is there anything you need, anything we can help you with? You know, in years gone by, and thank God we haven't had to do this in a while, but in years gone by, we, we helped raise money for for bulletproof vests for our officers. We, God forbid we'd ever have to do something like that again. That should be just a normal part of the equipment that's provided to them. But is there anything that you need you can't get that we might help you get? No, I, I think you're, you're helping me get it. That's the message out about why we're releasing body camera video. Uh, anytime officers use force, uh, it's ugly, right? I mean, it's, force is not something uh, that is, ever presents pretty. Uh, it's part of the unfortunate part of the work that we do. Uh, we evaluate the officer's uh, use of force, what they encountered, was it reasonable for them to use the level of force. Uh, there's a very transparent process involved in that, an independent uh, investigation generally led by the Michigan State Police under the Homicide Task Force which is comprised of the Detroit Police Department, Michigan State Police, and the ATF. Those findings are turned over to the prosecutor's office for another independent review and assessment and determination. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we certainly want an environment where we don't have to use critical force or serious uses of force. Uh, but, it, you know, it's just not a reasonable, uh, uh, you know, idea that that's never going to happen. But when we do have to use it, we want to be transparent. And it's opportunities like this that I, I, I'm very grateful for that you give me the moment to, to explain to the community exactly what we're doing. Oh, Chief, you will always be welcome on this show. Whenever you need anything, please uh, don't hesitate to ask our police chief for Detroit. Uh, thank you, uh, and thank you to all the men and women that you represent in the Detroit police, and for that matter, all law enforcement people within the sound of my voice, and for that matter, across the country. It doesn't get any better than James White, our police chief for the city of Detroit. Thank you, sir. If I don't talk to you, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and that goes uh, for a safe Christmas and New Year for everyone you represent. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for all you do for our community. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Chief, as uh, we continue. We close out with an opportunity for a gift that you might not have thought of, and I'm here to tell you, through experience, it is a spectacular gift and it couldn't get any easier than how we're going to tell you you can send that gift as we continue on WJR.